John Richards and Andy Gilly are celebrating the holidays with Santa Slays. Talking about all the Christmas-themed horror movies. That sounds cool. Merry Christmas. Welcome to the Horrorphoria Podcast. It is Monday, December 23rd, 2019, episode number 43, broadcasting from our scary studios in Wausau, Wisconsin. I'm John Richards. It's holiday. A lot of things about the holiday are scary. It's Andy Gilly, too. Yeah, it's and Andy's here as well. Um, you know, before we get into everything, uh, you guys are going up north for Christmas, right? Um, yeah, yeah, probably. Okay. Uh-huh. You're still well, I gotta, I gotta uh, see some family here uh, tomorrow on Christmas Eve, and then uh, we'll figure out when we're gonna go up there. Sarah has to work. I don't. I'll, both of us won't be here on Thursday and Friday, right? Uh, I'll be here Thursday and Friday. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Just me. <laughs> Just taking the vacation. Yeah, good for you, man. I hope you enjoy it. No, I, I do wish your, you and your family a very, very Merry Christmas. We're gonna stick around Likewise. town for uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, um, and do some, uh, do some just family quiet stuff um <laughs> because we watched uh, silent night deadly night uh, on friday or, or or did the podcast on friday mm-hmm. it got me itching to watch silent night deadly night two and so, andy that's seriously the movie's like an hour and 20 minutes right and <laughs> so you only had to watch about 30 minutes of the movie because I, you just there's, saw <laughs> there's maybe 25 minutes of an original movie you want to talk about lazy movie a lazy <laughs> film really lazy sequel You're and there's only one really good line which was garbage day, garbage day. Yeah, sorry i stole it from you there i had to, had to take no that, that's but. fine <laughs> it's so bad i mean it's like we weren't a big fan of the original but at least it had some you know, it, was well, it had some okay acting, and like we said, I don't know, there were, there were it wasn't, yeah, uh, Silent Night Deadly Night Two just goes over the top. Uh, the acting in it is is, I don't know what they were trying to do. Apparently, the guy was did that on purpose, yeah. but it was over the top and just <laughs> ridiculous. It was. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and the eyebrow thing. Yeah, know? the eyebrow thing. I, oh I don't know. Gosh. You have to see it to understand what we're talking about. Uh, anyway, getting back on track, we're actually going to talk about a wonderful movie. I think we both enjoyed it, and we'll get yeah. into it in a little bit. Krampus from 2015. But we'll, what are we looking at for horror movie news? Yeah, there's a little bit of horror movie news since Friday. Slipknot's Corey Taylor has written a horror screenplay, apparently. Uh, following the footsteps of fellow musicians Fred Durst and Glenn Danzig, I guess, he told Rolling Stone, I'm actually working on a movie right now. I've finished a script and I'm aggressively looking for investors and producers. I've got all this stuff I still want to get out of my system. So in our day jobs, we are in the music industry. John, we are. Right? Mm-hmm. Corey Taylor is one of the nicest guys and he's really great to his fans. So it'd be kind of interesting to see this. Yeah. I, I, I mean, we have what? Rob Zombie, Fred Durst. <laughs> yeah, all right. Glenn Danzig. Yeah, that's true. I, I forgot Rob Zombie in there since he's. Uh, I've actually heard good things about uh, Fred Durst. The uh, was a fanatic. The, the fanatic, really? I, I heard good things. Like it's like a John Travolta, like actually decent acting job. Really? Yeah. Wow. I I'm interested to see it. I guess I, I'd be. I don't know. I I I'll, we'll ch- I'll check out the fanatic if if you if we want to do that in 2020 at some point. I so. wouldn't mind doing that. I mean, we may rip it apart. I don't know. Sorry, Fred Durst. <laughs> iHorror, which is a website I go to, reports that Quentin Tarantino likes Rob Zombie's Halloween movies. Mm. Who cares? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so you have a, a Krampus uh, trivia question, huh? 
<laughs> it's really all the news this week. <laughs> I, I can't get all... That was a great lie with it, too. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino likes it. Who cares? <laughs> that's what I thought when I read that's, that's the only thing on horror movies. Did he actually movie. watch them? I don't know, man. He, he's, uh, yeah, apparently. Well, okay, so he praised the. Uh, the kids uh, acting, the, the 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 one who plays the little Michael, in it, it was but, okay. Yeah, he was. He was. He says that's why he really liked the first one, and and he did say that he initially thought it was crap, like like it is, and and it's it, he's come back to it, I guess. So I I don't know, man. I and this this is what they had to dig up for uh, um, any kind of horror movie news this week. So no, I got it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, horror movie trivia. He liked the sequel too. To be honest with you, I don't know. Who, again, who cares? Oh, you want to talk who, about who like, really cares even about worse score? Yeah, let's I mean, watch that one. I don't know. Does, uh, is he even relevant these days? I don't know. Maybe who Tarantino? Tina, Tarantino. Yeah. Oh yeah, he is. is he just I came out know. with once a time. Yeah, I know. Once, once upon a time. Did it do well? I don't yeah. know. Did it? All right. All right. Well, I'm Getting wrong. Critical acclaim. I thought he was kind of. I don't know. All right. All right. I I I, I could be wrong. <laughs> Michael Doherty, which by the way, I'm starting to respect this guy a lot. He's the director of Krampus. Uh, he announced a sequel to another holiday themed horror movie that he wrote and directed. What is it? Sequel to another holiday horror, horror yeah, theme. Not not necessarily Christmas. And here's your hint. It was a film we recently reviewed and really enjoyed. Hmm. Um, a sequel to it. Thanks killing? <laughs> <laughs> no. That'd be trick or treat too. Uh, oh, oh, really? Okay, yeah. interesting. I got some things to say. I don't have any trivia, uh, but I did want to talk about a little bit about um, Krampus on film because uh, there's been a, kind of a lot of Krampus movies uh, that have come out in the past couple, maybe ten years. Maybe or so. a Krampus Renaissance, huh? Yeah, there has been, and you didn't really see anything about Krampus. So. My family has a German heritage, but I think we're more Pomeranian, which is kind of uh, on the Polish side of Germany. I think Krampus originates in Austria or like the Bavarian part of Germany. So when I was growing up, we never really had like my grandparents came. My great grandparents, uh, uh, great great grandparents, I should say, were straight from Germany. And uh, like my great grandpa still spoke German and, uh, you know, uh, but uh, so we, we but we didn't and we didn't really have any. I didn't know about Krampus when I was a kid, but uh, my wife's uh, actually got some uh, some German uh, people in in her family, and her uh, my, so it's my wife's aunt's husband, which is, is her uncle, I guess, but not you know directly related to her. Grew up on a farm in in South Dakota with like fourteen other children <laughs> or something. They were like very poor and had to like drop out of school when they were twelve or whatever. Yeah. So there's like no money for presents here. And these are some very stoic Germans, you know, probably not the nicest parents, right? And uh, kind of that. Not exactly practicing the Dr. Spock stuff, right? Kind of the old school. Yeah. Very, Eastern European. Exactly. Little, little hard, hardcore. So at Christmas time, they'd have Krampus come. Really? And yeah, instead of Santa Claus, they get some guy to come over. And I guess he dressed all in like leather and had chains and stuff. And uh, this was Krampus, and he'd come and spank all the kids and recount all the bad things they did, how they hadn't worked hard enough on the farm. And uh, then they'd tell him this was why they weren't getting any presents, which was actually because they didn't have any money, you know? So, so that wow. I guess uh, yeah my my wife's yeah my wife's uncle has like really does not like the holiday season because it's the time when Krampus comes you know and uh I gotta say my, like my favorite depiction of Krampus is from a Christmas horror story it's a movie with uh, William Shatner in it 
Looks like an anthology, like, right? Yeah, it is, and it's an anthology, and that's really, the Krampus part is really the only good part of it, I see. which is why I th- why I chose to do this one, why I encouraged that we change that. He's uh, like bulked out demon guy. He actually fights with Santa Claus at one point for like the Christmas spirit. It's it, that part is great, uh, and we were gonna uh, review that, like like I said, but uh, yeah, like the Krampus scenes are really the only good part of that film. Uh, but uh, the Krampus in this movie has a very authentic look from like the uh, greeting cards and stuff, or, like what what he actually was looked like legendarily or whatever in the legend. Sure. Um, so. Um, I think that uh, you know this is this Krampus 2015 has actually become a kind of a holiday tradition for a lot of people, and it's a great movie. I think. Yeah, like I said, I I love this movie. You can watch it with your family. It's rated PG-13, which I think That's you right. did, Karina, right? Landon and I, we yeah. all watched it together and had a great time with right. it. Right. So, so that's why we made that change from Christmas Horror Story to this. I think it's a better movie. It's actual, um, kind of a more traditional, uh, authentic depiction of Krampus. And um, and it's a just really good movie uh, for the holidays. Um, I can get to my DVD box synopsis or her. Andy's DVD box synopsis. I just need to preface this by Andy did uh, writing for marketing, and uh, he's a pro at this. So that this is excellent. Go ahead. This is probably not my best work, but the Engel family has more Yuletide horror than the unusual unwanted relatives in Christmas shopping stampedes. When the demonic dark shadow of Christmas drops in on their family gathering during a holiday power outage. Andy, I've been impressed with these every single week. I love this. I love this feature because, I mean, you take, you creatively take this and not saying, this is what happened to the family. Right. That's, which, I, which I felt that I did before. That's why I decided to do it this way. There you go. All right, this is your spoiler mm -hmm. alert. We are going to talk about this movie in its entirety. Uh, You've been hearing great things about it. I highly recommend you go watch this movie. Uh, Pause the podcast, go watch it, come back to listen to what we have to say of Krampus 2015. Yeah. So my initial thoughts about Krampus, like uh, this is a... This is like a... I I get the same... Like Trick or Treat kind of has this feel. Uh, Frighteners. It just seems like it's a little bit more polished than a horror movie usually is. I don't know if it's the lighting. It's lit more like a comedy or something. Well, I mean, it's you know what I'm out, saying. Yeah. Well, I, I, and I kind of know what you're saying. Because the cinematography the very- and the filming of it just—it seems like a more polished movie than we usually get in the horror genre, in my opinion. It's not. I didn't have a problem with it. No, I don't have a problem with it. I'm just saying that it, it uh, like. There's a couple different horror movies that that are like this. I think People Under Under the Stairs is kind of like this. It's just got it's it's got a different feel than uh, your usual horror film. And and I think especially for this, it's a holiday horror film. It's got just it just lends something. It it just feels like you're watching a little bit higher quality product. Maybe I don't I don't know, but. Well, here, here's the thing. It had a $15 million budget, which, which no, is nothing true. to sneeze at. Right. No, I mean, that's true. a pretty hefty budget. Yeah, exactly. That's and maybe so, three times what we use, you know, the budget of some of these movies that we usually exactly. watch. Exactly. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. thing is, is that Michael Doherty has already established himself to, to put together something that, that looks really, really good. I'm going to give you an example. The very beginning of the movie is a slow motion scene with, a, mm-hmm. you know, was it a Bing Crosby? I, I didn't write it down what the song was. Uh, at a shopping mall, like apparently on Black Friday or something right. like that, and everybody's fighting, and it, you know, <laughs> yes. it's all in slow motion and just the chaos of what everybody expects from Black Friday. To, to me, it was such a. Yeah. It was I, I. I hate to say it, it was a beautiful shot. It, was, it was a scene. great scene of. Uh, I think the entire beginning of this movie really 
depicts like the horror of Christmas. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Exactly I mean, right. more more so than even any of the Krampus scenes. This depicts like what you know. This can the holidays can be just a beautiful, wonderful time mm-hmm. visiting with your family. So it can also be terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I think this really depicts some of the worst things. But it's really the uh, the horror that's in the holiday, and and I really like that. And how many times have you heard a story when it comes to Black Friday? that you know somebody got hurt or somebody got trampled Mm -hmm. and they showed this it's all in slow motion yeah it's it's like it encompasses the worst of the behavior of the holidays for people and i I really love the scene it's great uh the the i mean there's you're trying to get the kids to smile during the santa visit the kids are in the nativity fighting each other (laughs) which is which is what i think uh uh, I mean, it's a segue into the into the next part of the film where uh, where you get introduced to the actual family that right. this whole film surrounding. So, mm-hmm. um, what is it? They go back home. Oma, who's the uh, yep. what? She's the Grandma. matriarch of the family. Right. Um, that is Max's. Or yeah, no, I'm Ma- sorry. That's uh. It's Max's mom. Yeah. That's, Isn't it? Tom's mom. I'm sorry. Yes, Tom. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Tom is the dad, uh, played by what's that guy? Scott. Uh, Adam Scott? A- Adam Scott. Yes. Uh-huh. He's great, by the way. <laughs> he is great. He's, he's a, uh, and just, uh, he really does a great job in this film, too. So, yeah, Adam Scott is, is uh, Tom. Right. There you go. Um, so, so they basically, uh, you know, you get introduced, and, and Grandma, Oma, is speaking all German. Right. For most of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Was so that she, on so, purpose? Well, I think so, because, like I said, Krampus is a German tradition. It's a like a Bavarian Austrian. Uh, it comes from that area of Germany. That's where Krampus, the Krampus legend, kind of originates. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's why they did that. That's why they made her German. Um, originally, I guess she was supposed to be deaf or something. I read the IMDb notes, and uh, I think instead of that, they, you know, since she's not really communicating with the other or having difficulty communicating with some of the other characters, they had her. Uh, you know, it, uh, apparently she's m- maybe not bilingual. She's mostly speaks German, although she uh, she does. She goes into a monologue halfway uh, through the movie. huge monologue halfway through. That's in, all in, in English. English, exactly. But so, but from from much of the movie, it seems like she doesn't really speak English or doesn't choose chooses not to. Although she responds to English uh, questions that you know Tom and Max present to her well and like I, I yeah tom max yeah tom and max know exactly what she's saying like when she's speaking yeah. german well she said this yes you know? they they both obviously speak german so which i would imagine you would if you grew up with someone who spoke german so yeah i do kind of want to go into the cast a little bit because i don't mm-hmm. think we mentioned that a lot in these but i mean no, this this cast was so perfect i mean to me you know the kid that played max was great adam scott mm-hmm. as the dad tom you can't go wrong with Tony Collette. And again, yep. I got I have to pressure you into watching Hereditary, Andy. Oh yeah, I really need, I need to see it. You want to see the most brilliant yeah. performance you're ever going the most terrifying performance you'll ever mm-hmm. see from anybody? Yeah. Tony Collette. That is not a spoiler. Yeah. That's you will you'll be blown away. Um David uh, Keckner is great. Keckner. Oh, <laughs> I love I, First of all, I love David Keckner. I think he's a great actor and he, he really does a good job in this movie too. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with uh with with the ant. Uh, uh, no, Atlanta. but Conchita or Conchata Farrell? No. Oh, uh, Aunt Dorothy. She, yeah, I knew her. So, um, was she in uh, um, two, two and a Half Men? 
Oh yeah, she was in Two and a Half Men. That's that's what it looks like. Um, yeah, Aunt Linda was the wife of David Keckner. Oh, okay, you're talking about that. Yeah, that aunt. Yeah, yeah. The, the <laughs> Allison Tolman. Well, yeah. I mean, Aunt Dorothy obviously sticks out a little bit more in this, but <laughs> the uh, lush of the family. You need. Yeah. You always have to have one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we got introduced um, to their kids: Howie Junior, Stevie, Jordan, Infant Chrissy, and then Aunt Dorothy, mm-hmm. which is um, Sarah and Aunt Linda. Right. So they so they show up. Uh, the, the The family returns from Christmas shopping. I don't think it, it can't be Black Friday because uh, this is right around the holidays. They say it's like the when the power goes out. Isn't it like the isn't it Christmas Eve when the power goes out? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got to be like the last minute Christmas shopping, which is just as awful as Black Friday. <laughs> well, don't I know? Because I went worse. last Friday. Yes, and I was you like, did, oh, right? You, you got a good look at how that is. Yeah. Uh, I suggested that I had to go pick up a, a couple things, and I suggested that we go to uh, that particular place you went, that uh, big box shopping center, <laughs> shopping uh, retail uh, retail store. And, and my and Sarah was just like, we, we are absolutely not going there this weekend. No. She's like, we can just wait. <laughs> She's like, if you can't get it at the grocery store, we aren't getting it so, <laughs> so i was like oh i don't really think about that uh, but so they return from sh- from shopping right, right. where max had, is the person who's gotten in a fight with somebody in the nativity scene mm-hmm. uh i forget he wasn't part of the what, what was he again he he was uh playing a part of something yeah it looked like an elf or something elf or something yeah so he got in a fight with uh, some some other kid at <laughs> during this nativity scene and they're kind of arguing about that so then the um this is let's see. This is the wife's family that's coming over. It's Tony. Yes. Collette, yeah. yeah, it's Tony Collette's sister and her brother. Yes, that's correct. So they Tony are Collette's. coming, and nobody seems to really be looking forward to, to their show. So this the, is your no. I mean, this is just the trope of of an unhappy family having right. to be together during the holidays. I mean, right. it's just it's very relatable. And and, and basically, I mean, uh, David Koechner is cousin Eddie in this. He, he really is. I mean, he plays basically the same guy. <laughs> that knows how to has some pretty cool weaponry. Yes, he does. He drives a Hummer H one, and uh, I mean, he, he brings his dog to the uh, to the family gathering, and that's, that's not really dog. welcome. He was a cute dog, but it was obviously not real welcome. And then Aunt Dorothy comes, mm-hmm. which uh, is a surprise, <laughs> and not a good surprise. Nope. <laughs> Boozing it up, and like I said, the the whole this whole beginning kind of encompasses everything just horrible about the holidays. You're stuck with people you really don't want to be with. Sometimes the shopping, the you know, all of this stuff. Um, he uh, Max really doesn't like his cousins. He has two female cousins who. Uh, are like on the wrestling team and lacrosse team or something like, like they're that. bullies I mean, yeah, and they are, are, right? are they, don't they play twins or something like that or i think they're twins yeah i think they're supposed to be twins basically uh, uh david keckner's uh that's howard uh his character has is kind of um maybe he has w- he wished for boys and he got two that's uh, what i got from that yeah, like 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 because because like, they have like boy haircuts <laughs> they got boy ca- haircuts got very, they're wearing very like leather jackets names. yes yeah they do stevie and stevie uh, and jordan and jordan they're wearing letter jackets they've lettered in wrestling i assume which yeah. you, you know actually pretty progressive of howard to you know, there you go it's not uh, not really um you know going in for the whole traditional uh gender role thing so so that's kind of interesting but i got the idea that he really wished for boys and he he ended up with these uh with all these daughters so he decided to create some sons. yeah yeah one boy and the the 
Howie Jr. He was he he was yeah, mute. He, he didn't he was say a anything. Bit dude. strange. Yeah, I, I don't know what uh, he he was. Uh, he just kind of stood there and stared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was, it was kind of like funny. that kid from from Christmas Vacation, you know. Yeah. Well, you better not t- touch him, Art. He's got some sort of fungus they haven't identified. <laughs> right. You know. Th- I mean, this is the worst. You do not want this family showing up with you for the holidays. No. Here they are. So. Well, let's go back to Max. Max. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. True. He doesn't. He's not fond of his cousins or his family, but he seems like he's the only light in the house that enjoys the Christmas spirit. And, you know, he's talking to his grandma and he ends up writing a letter to Santa Claus. Absolutely right. He, he, um, he does seem to be, have the most genuine love of the holiday season. And he has written a letter to Santa Claus um, and his cousins are teasing him about it. Well, they read the letter out loud. Right, They're sitting right. there just, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, just mocking them. Exactly. So he tears up the letter and throws it out his window upstairs uh, because he's kind of, I guess he's he's kind of lost a little bit of that spirit uh, from this whole experience. He so, did. Once he did that, yeah. it was like you saw this big cloud come over the house. Right. Like it was a thunderstorm. But then it, right. actually what it was is a blizzard. Right, exactly. Um, and uh, so... I guess at that at that point uh, there's a massive blizzard that that shows up and they say nobody's predicted this they yeah there's no warning there's no either. warning to it so uh, the power goes out at their house mm-hmm. at this point um, and Max sees a snowman in the yard yeah you, you start seeing a couple and which I thought yeah, was interesting yeah and he he asks who built this thing and you know it would probably be him if somebody built a snowman in this house but. Uh, Nobody seems to fess up to have built, having built this snowman, and it's a it's a little bit of a strange looking snowman. It's kind of looming out there. Yeah. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty intimidating looking. Yeah, and I gotta say, like um, the snow, the winter scenes in this are great. Mm-hmm. They are fake. It's a it's a I, fake it's fake snow. They, yeah, they which they usually mess up really bad. Yeah, but, they they filmed it mostly in a studio, uh-huh. in a sound studio. But they did a great job at like depicting like the what a blizzard is really like and how isolating it is and mm-hmm. uh, that you can't see a thing. No, you know right. you, you got cold just watching. They it. did the darkness of it. Um, I could tell that um, that the actors were sweating in a couple of scenes, but <laughs> yeah, but but, uh, but I just I, I was able to suspend my disbelief and you know that's probably snow hitting their face, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> and they did. I think they CGI'd some uh, some steam for their breath in once in a while, which just always bothers me when it's supposed to be super cold <laughs> and you can't see the actor's breath. Yeah, you know. But, uh, yeah, that's actually, true. It, it, yeah, it kind of takes you out of a movie, like mm-hmm. like like Christmas Evil. It, had it yeah right i mean it was just like it was cold out there yeah right right and then that was fake too actually they did a pretty good job in christmas evil of this too but this is just this is great whatever you know the special effects for the snow and the blizzard were were fantastic so uh beth who's the daughter has this boyfriend that lives down the block it sounded like Right, right. So she's walking she's, there. She, well, she's chatting with him first. I guess this is oh, maybe right. before before the power goes out. She's chatting with him, and he's got like a Christmas themed bong that he wants to, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's skyping like, that's her what. This, yeah, he's skyping her. He's like, hey, this is what I want to do, you know. And uh, so she's the once the blizzard starts, she just she decides she's had it with like the family, and she uh, she is going to trudge through the snow to the this boyfriend's house, and. Uh, she gets to, uh, and that's a great scene too, where she's walking through that blizzard. 
Yeah, yeah she's really walking know. through, but then she gets to the house and she sees like a crack in the chimney. Yes. And, and then, you know, real like nobody's there. Right. And uh, Krampus leaps from a house. He's got like, there's just like these chains and everything that he's got. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's intimidating. He is. And, it, and you know, it's a... Like a really great depiction of the of this of the legendary Krampus. You know, he's got chains, and they kind of they're kind of jingle bellish, which Krampus is like supposed to be kind of like the uh, foil to Santa Claus. You know, yeah, so, so it's like, like Santa would have these jingle bells on. His chains are jingling, kind of like that. <laughs> I I liked that about it. You know, I I like the look of his face where it was almost like zombified. Mm-hmm. I think it was like, supposed to be a mask actually. Oh, was it, it was supposed to be a Santa mask, and you didn't know what was behind it. Oh. So that's what what you're, but it was a yeah it was it was almost like a porcelain mask which some of these other creatures that show his helpers or whatever <laughs> have the same kind of porcelain type face and it's uh, it's really an effective kind of creepy uh, thing, but um, yeah so he leaves from the house she sees there's a uh, this DHL guy has arrived pr- previously uh, he came to the house and uh, dropped off a package or whatever right yeah well he's dead in his truck like frozen solid mm-hmm. And uh, so the Beth hides under the the truck, and she sees Krampus's hooves. He's got he walks on two hooves, like by by he's bipedal, but he walks on two hooves. Yeah. Uh, there's a oh, there's a music box underneath this truck. Yeah, it's like a it's jack, like a jack in the box. box. And this uh, snowman comes out of it, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we don't really know what happened to Beth after that. So it goes back to. Uh, um, Howard and the dad, yeah, and Scott go out to um, to kind of find her because she's missing now. Yeah, Tom and, and Howard are out looking for her because she. Yeah, it's been a couple been, hours, yeah. and uh, so they take his H one. <laughs> yes, and they find an abandoned snowplow. Do you know that used to be the uh, vehicle, the station vehicle of your station? They used to have a Hummer H. I heard that. <laughs> I heard it's a little spendy to fix it. It, it was exactly. <laughs> So, anyway, uh, just an aside there. But there uh, so they go out to find, and they find an abandoned snowplow, and gla- the glass appears to be punched in on this this snowplow. Yeah. Um, I mean, split in half, but inside you could tell some some right. some massive punched it. Keys are still in it, um, and it's uh, you know, snowplow drivers nowhere to be found. There's snow all over inside the uh, inside the vehicle. Um, so they arm up. Mm-hmm. With uh, with uh, Howard's uh, got a shotgun, and he gives uh, um, Tom a rather large handgun, which he says belongs to his wife. <laughs> He's like, "Well, it's it's uh, what was her name again? Uh, Linda's." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so they go arm up and they go to the boyfriend's house. <laughs> and um, there's this scene where they go back to the house, and there's this. Uh, it's kind of it's a really quick scene, quick shot where they go back to the house. And uh, there's this sand, they, they got all these candles burning. Yeah, because there's no lights. There's no lights. And one of them is a Santa candle. And there's like this red coming down from the Santa Clan. It like, almost looks like there's blood coming down uh, from Santa. It's I a really kinda, great shot. Yeah, I kind of saw it. I, I guess it just didn't stick with me mm-hmm. as much. Yeah, as it's a really thing. quick shot. Like you miss it if you, if you don't. Uh, it's like a transition shot. Uh, and, you know, the, basically the scene is just the other people worrying about Howard and, and the dad and Tom out in the cold. But, uh, and I think, you know, you see more aunt Dorothy drinking and stuff. Right. She's drinking throughout, by the way. (laughs) Right. Uh, This is where Howie gets offed, right? Howie jr. 
Uh, because let's see. Like, <laughs> the little gingerbread man comes on a hook and brings him to the to the fireplace. Um, or is that yeah later? that that, ha- that happens a little later. I think first of all, the Howard and Tom go to the boyfriend's house and they're armed with their guns. Um, no, you're right. That is that's that's when Howard gets gets taken by something because he. Uh, what happens to him again? He gets that's, hooked. He he just gets dragged up the chimney and never. But that's what after everybody falls asleep, right? Oh, yeah, man, because was, that's that's the next scene. Something. First, they go to the boyfriend's house. They they find out there's nobody there. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, there's it's snow. There's snow inside the house, um, and um, then uh, they go back to their Hummer and it's destroyed and on. Oh, Howard gets. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so how? Because I'm I'm confused. I'm thinking of Howie Junior. Yeah, that but is, Howard gets yanked by like a chain too. Yeah, it's like a like, almost like a bear trap or something. Right, right exactly. And uh, then they go back to the Hummer and it's destroyed and it's on fire. Like Tom shoots whatever is trying to take Howard away. Right. And you know it kind of impresses Howard, brings the, those two guys together because up to this point, like Howard's kind of made fun of him. He's like talked about him being an Eagle Scout, like it's not really. Uh, you know, he, he not impressed, not by impressed that. by it. So this kind of brings those guys together because um, Tommy, uh, Tom shoots, you know, the monster shoots the whatever it is that is taken away. And I don't know if it's one of his helpers or what. We I don't think we ever see Wasn't it. That a teddy bear or something. I think it was the teddy bear. The one that, that bit his leg. Right. Mm-hmm. So how are the Hummers destroyed? Uh, then uh, they go back to the house and uh, th- this is when Howard says he'll stay awake. And you know he's he's oh, got this right. he's got this saying it's like a sheepdog has to protect the flock or something <laughs> like that. And he's fall, he fell asleep an hour later. Yeah, like everybody passes out. right out. So the, o- Oma has been maintaining his fire in the fireplace for some reason. She mm-hmm. keeps looking kind of up, um, and the she's you know obviously she's concerned about the fire going out. And, I, you know, if you first time you see the movie, you might think uh, she's just concerned about it being cold in the house. But uh, uh, the fire goes out and you can see like everybody is I think they actually do CGI in their breath in this scene because you can oh, see it's have, like, I don't know. like cold in the house at, at that point. And the fire goes out. Hook comes down with a gingerbread man on it. Mm-hmm. And this is when Howie Jr. takes a bite out of it. <laughs> Then he gets wrapped up the chain, wrapped up in this chain by the uh, the gingerbread man who yep. is taking a bite out of his head, <laughs> and he gets dragged right up the chimney. So, <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean that was a fun scene to it, watch. It was a good scene. And I'm gonna go back to the Ami uh, uh, story. She explains what the Krampus was that she was the only survivor, yeah. and she was giving a, a token, which is like a, a ornament, bell. like a heavy ornament bell. Yep. With the name Krampus. Yes. On it. Which I actually have. I have a. A replica of this thing. Do you really? On my Christmas tree. Yeah, I love this thing. It's it's great uh, looking prop. It is. Uh, it's it's on. I, sh- I was going to bring it in. Actually, I forgot to do that. But um, have jingled it or something. Yeah, cool. exactly. So, yeah, Ami tells a story about her village uh, after this that they've lost the Christmas spirit because I think they they feel that she knows something that she's not telling them. Um, there's this like animated scene actually. It kind of it's reminds me a little bit of Thanksgiving mm-hmm. because they actually animate this scene, and uh, they tell the kind of the origin of how she got uh, like she was in this village and they had all lost the Christmas spirit and everybody was kind of angry at the holiday time and uh, Krampus came and he he basically like took everybody away right 
yeah, killed everybody. If, if you have the opposite of the explanation that I got was, or that I took from it, is that once you lose the Christmas spirit, that's when you become susceptible to Krampus. If you right. keep the Christmas spirit, Santa Claus is going to be there. So right. basically what had happened with this family is that they, they, were, they were so toxic to each other that the Christmas spirit was gone. I mean, even Max, the last bit of hope of Christmas mm-hmm. spirit, ripped up his letter to Santa Claus, say, I'm done. And this is when Krampus uh, became their reality. Yeah, and uh, Om- Omi had some kind of... Uh Christmas type thing that got destroyed too, wasn't it? Like a little uh, doll or something like that in this animated sequence that uh, she that had been destroyed. Yeah. So it's almost like a parallel between Max's story and hers. Like she, same thing happened to her. She was like the last person who, you know, had had any kind of spirit or loving at this time of year. That yeah had the and, holiday spirit, and it went away when this I forget what it was. It was like a small doll or an angel or something like that. It got destroyed, and uh, and that was when she stopped, uh, you know, having the Christmas spirit, and she fell into what everybody else was in. Well, it took everybody from her village and left her as a lesson, as a person to tell the story of, of how dangerous this is. Yeah, so this was the token that he left behind. Yeah. And, and it was, saying, you tell my story. If this mm-hmm. continues, this is going to happen again. And that's when she got this bell, so, which is a great prop. Um, Howard gets upset by this. He's very angry because they've listened to this story and you know the kids are outside and stuff, and he thinks it's a bunch of, I think he says magic BS or something like that. So he's going to go outside. Now there's more snorm- snowmen, including one dressed up like Howie Jr. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to make a plan to get the plow. And uh, so there's some presents that are upstairs that Linda has. Uh, Linda was trying to rewrap them or something because they got like burned up. And uh, one of the logs rolled out during this whole sequence when Howie Jr. Uh, goes up the chimney right yep yep. so the christmas tree actually starts on fire being an eagle scout tom had a fire extinguisher (laughs) and they put this not so bad now huh exactly but some of the presents were a little burned so linda was trying to like wrap these back up to you know help the kids uh feel like it's more of a christmas or whatever right well they the presents start like shaking and moving around a little bit (laughs) like they're kind of alive here's here's the minions (laughs) exactly and they're great minions. I mean, Kramp- these are Kramp- these are Krampus's helpers, which is supposed to be part of this legend or whatever. Yep. One of the best parts. Of the, first of all, one of the scariest parts of the movie, one of the best parts of the movie, too, in my, in my opinion. Uh, Jordan and Stevie go upstairs. Uh, they hear Beth's, like, a it's supposed to, what they think is Beth's voice. Right. So she, Beth was still missing from before, and she got right. taken by the jack-in-the-box. So mm-hmm. they hear her voice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the adults go up to the attic and find out that the presents have been opened from the inside. <laughs> Something seems to have come out of them. So there's this giant jack in the box with this, like, it's almost like a predator mouth. Yeah. <laughs> that was cool. It, it, it was cool. And it eats both Jordan and Stevie. Yep. And, just swallows and, them. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it, there's, there's a bunch of gingerbread men that uh, shoot at Howard with a nail gun that they, they, so they boarded up the whole house <laughs> using a nail gun. This, this, yeah, this gingerbread was actually getting ready to attack him and then the dog eats it. <laughs> yes, that was, that was a great, great scene too. This creepy bird doll, this, I think it's an angel actually. It's supposed to be like an angel ornament. Yeah. 
That is one of the, I think that's probably the most creepy of these, of these helpers that he's got. So I love this shot. It's like, they're like looking at this thing. It's up like in the rafters in the attic. Mm-hmm. Remember this, this, this scene where they got like their flashlights. Oh yeah. Yeah. Flashlights pointed at this angel and then it comes down at them <laughs> and there's like feathers and stuff. It, it, it's a, and it's got like a porcelain. All of these helpers of it have, have like these weird porcelain faces. Yeah. Kind of like a porcelain doll. Like a porcelain doll. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. creepy. I mean, it, again, it's like pushing that verge of PG thirteen. Although, again, we enjoyed it as a family watching. Oh, yeah, this. I think it's a great. I think you can enjoy it. It's a scary movie. I wouldn't have like you know kids who are easily scared watch it. Maybe, sure. but yeah, if you're like a fourteen year old or whatever, you can handle this. Twelve year old, whatever. Um, so yeah, the, the the then the angel ornament thing tries to strangle uh, Linda with the Christmas lights mm-hmm. or is she, or is it Tony? I think it's it, not Tony. Uh, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. I think it tries yeah. to strangle her. Um, so there's a teddy bear and a robot toy that are trying to kill, uh, kill the rest of the uh, family. Stevie gets out of the um, Jack in the box thing. And uh, aunt Dorothy shoots a bunch of them. Yeah. She, she, she's really the person who, takes control and, and shoots out uh, shoots she, all of them. She becomes the badass. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then uh, Omi, like uh, there, there's like a, there's someone like coming in the door or whatever. And she's like, it's the elves. Yeah. And there's more like helpers of Krampus. And again, they have like these porcelain masks on that mm-hmm. are, that I really thought was an uh, effective thing. Don't they get through the window? And maybe, maybe they come through the window. Yeah. I think, I think that's right. Um. So Omi stays behind to uh, to face these things, and she she wants to face uh, Krampus. So she waits by the fireplace. Uh, Krampus shows up with like this big bag of malevolent toys that he like <laughs> opens up at her, and and then the scene changes. And I don't know. I guess Omi is off to this way. Yeah, and it's an off screen kill, so you could just yeah. assume that that she yeah. did sacrifice herself for her family. So yeah, exactly. So, so. they they want to go. They want to get to the snowplow. Yes, and they're they're so they're trudging through this like waist deep snow. Oh my gosh, man! Like, like I want to repeat what you said because the 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 way they filmed this, it was that's a blizzard right there because mm-hmm. it's at least two or three feet high at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah, and so yeah, they're trudging through like our backyard it. in Upper Michigan. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's uh, but yeah, uh, Howard's wife uh, and Sarah get sucked into the snow. Linda and Sarah get sucked into the snow, yeah, just... so they're gone. Um, Max trying to start the plow truck. Elves come and take him, and I believe um, who's the one that got away from uh, Stevie? He and Stevie are in this plow truck, and he's trying to start it. And he's like, I don't even know how to start it. I don't even know how to drive a stick. We have a, he says, we have a hybrid. (laughs) (laughs) um, Max doesn't get taken though. He just takes Stevie. He stays to face Krampus. Krampus drops something in front of him and it's the uh, crumpled Christmas note and uh, Omi's bell. Yeah, that bell. Drops it down in front of him. So um, Max uh, walks to where Krampus is loading up like some kind of awful version of Santa's sleigh. It's exactly. like, uh, is it the elves that are like kind of like the reindeer on yep. that thing? Yep. Yeah, it's it's really like, it's obviously like a you know a black version of uh, 
like a dark version of, of Santa's sleigh. Say if you're a comic book fan, it's like Bizarro compared to Superman. It, this is exactly what it's like, exactly. The evil uh, version and the good version. Right, so it's the evil version of Santa's sleigh that Krampus is loading up here. And Mac, Max says, um, he takes back his uh, a wish that, what did he, he wished for something in the beginning? Like uh, when he th- ripped up the note and it was like. Uh, oh, he wished that his, he didn't have any family or yeah, something Yeah, I like think that. he said something. He says he wants his family back and he throws Krampus's bell at him. <laughs> so then like hell or something opens yeah, up Yeah, the, the floor just, or this, <laughs> there, it just opens in this fiery pit of hell. like a fire pit, fire pit of hell beneath them. So they're going to throw Stevie into this pit. And uh, Max says he wants them to take him instead. Uh, so he's going to sacrifice himself for his uh, for his family. And uh, Max or Krampus throws Stevie in the pit and he throws Max in there too. <laughs> Cut scene. <laughs> so, the movie's not over yet. Yep. Max wakes up. There's uh it's like Christmas morning again. Everything seems fine now. Yeah, everybody's kind of back to where they were. It's so. Christmas morning, it's bright, it's like a uh, fresh snow has fallen. Uh-huh. Uh so the yeah, it's like a it's more idyllic Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. It's like what you would expect from like a Hallmark movie or something. Oh know? yeah, it was like that. Uh, everybody, everybody seems to be getting along now. And opening their presents and stuff like that. Max gets this creepy looking box. Mm-hmm. Like a almost like leather bound type thing. That's right. And uh, he opens it up, and there's what do they call it? Bob Babble or something? A bobble? Yeah, it's it's the it's the bell. Okay, yeah, it's the <laughs> same bell as his his grandma's. Right, the Krampus one. So it wasn't like a dream or nope, anything. And then everybody sees this thing, and they seem to have some kind of recollection of the events. And it turns out that they're like in some kind of snow globe. That shot was <laughs> like I, I I couldn't think of any better way to do it because it pans out. Mm-hmm. And you see multiple snow globes. Right. So mm-hmm. everybody's living their own Christmas nightmare in these snow globes. So there's, there's, and that's, that's what, like, um, that's what I thought too. And okay. Uh, and uh, there's, there's two different interpretations of this. Okay. You, you can think that like, it's just this Christmas hell that maybe repeats for them like Groundhog's Day every day. <laughs> Oh, you sure. know, like uh, they're re- doomed to repeat Christmas, or it might just be that uh, Krampus. This is how he sees you when you're sleeping and watches over you to see if you've, you know, because basically at this point, every and you know, Sarah made this point to me. At this point, everybody's reformed. Like they, like uh, Howard and and Tom are have are starting to get along and cooperate with each other. They they like each other. Uh, you know, uh, even Aunt Dorothy, I think, kind of redeems herself by doing something about this problem. Uh, Max has, you know, wants to. Max wa- wants to take back his wish. He wants. Uh, he sacrifices himself actually for his family, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, is going to give the gift of his own life to save save Stevie. So it could be that they've been redeemed and Krampus is giving them a second chance and that this is his way of watching to make sure that they continue to. Uh, I I kind of get that now. Yeah. I, I mean, because I, I guess it was just cut and dry to me that that, like you said, maybe maybe a Groundhog's Day type. That's what I that's what I thought initially. And, and I got to give my credit to my wife because she came up with this. Now, I looked at 
uh, like some interpretations of the end of this. Mm -hmm. And the director was presented with like both of these. And he's like, they're like, well, what's the right one? And, and he was like, yeah, you can think of what, how it, however you want. So, Thanks for the ambiguous answer, buddy. <laughs> right. Now, there's a comic book that goes along with this, apparently. Mm, uh, so there's a comic book that's kind of a, a like a, a telling of, of this same story. And it went more along the lines of the happy ending that I just said, where Krampus has given him a second chance, and this is how he watches over them to make sure that they continue to have the Christmas spirit. Well, and he that, doesn't have to... That makes sense of that last shot, right? Mm -hmm. uh, of them being better to each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And everybody if, 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 is kind of redeemed at this point. Yeah, so I to mean, make them live in a snow globe hell doesn't seem like fair, you know? Well, Although, and, and think back to it. When you're, when you're first introduced to the, to the Krampus bulb mm -hmm. thing, um, um, and Max now has it, but cause he was the last bit of hope for that. Mm hmm christmas spirit that his grandma had and then he gets that it's like do not forget and like you said everybody kind of recollects of what happened the night before right and it's just like oh okay yeah so, so this is like this is not like a that episode of dallas where the whole previous season was a dream you know they didn't take <laughs> that out on it obviously everybody is kind of aware that what is ha at least somewhat aware of what has happened to them previously you know even though they when he when Max woke up, it looked like everybody had kind of forgotten about it, and but seeing this bell, they're they're jarred back into reality. True. And so they've experienced this. It's not that it was all a dream that Max had. Well, and it happened before because it, just before he got the bell back, right? That everybody was being kinder to each other. Yeah, exactly. So everybody's kind of redeemed, and I think you know I I like the uh, idea that this is just Krampus gives him a second chance, and this is his way of. He's going to keep his eye on them, though, and if they uh, they fall into this again, he'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you know, we've been talking forty five minutes. Um, I really enjoyed this, Andy. Uh, what do you What are you thinking for uh, for score? Uh, you know, like I said, this is a polished movie. It's very um, it, it's very well done from a technical perspective. I think the story is great. It's enjoyable. It, great winter scenes. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's it's like kind of a I, I can see why it's becoming kind of a holiday tradition for a lot of people because it, it really does evoke some of the the Christmas spirit. There's a lot of like Aunt Dorothy is a great character. Mm -hmm. She's kind of brings some levity to it. So does Howard. You know, it, it's almost got kind of a uh, there, there's it's funny enough to be like alongside of uh, Christmas vacation. Maybe, you know, it's 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 almost that funny. But there's some like horror elements here too that are that are really good like these uh these helpers of, of krampus are very scary and krampus himself is a great great effects on what a on great krampus. looking monster that and was. these are great practical effects too they are i mean they're, they're really good practical i'm gonna give this a three and a half yeah i was sitting kind of at a three but the the thought invoking conversation that we just had i i mirror exactly what you just said you know the effects were awesome I, i'll also add I like the fact that it's PG-13 True, because yeah. I still got a lot of enjoyment out of it. Uh, didn't have the gore, obviously. No, and I don't think gore would have added anything. To I, this right. Movie, and, you know? and, and this isn't like, like I said, Black Christmas could have used more. This, I don't see how that would have improved this movie at all. I think it, it was what the, the scares and the, you know, wouldn't have been enhanced by gore or any kind of, uh, 
anything that would tip this over to the R side. I I like the roller coaster ride of this. The the, ah. the levity, the the scares, the the just the sense of dread. Mm-hmm. Then you get brought back with some levity, and you got this. I'm. I was at a three. I'm at a three and a half. Now. Yeah. You know, it, it does really remind me of trick or treat as far as like, it's kind of funny. It's scary. Mm-hmm. It's got some effective scares. It's kind of funny though. And it's a, it's a good movie to watch around this time of year, around the time of year of that holiday. I know I will. Yeah. I, I will for sure watch this probably around every Christmas. Just... Oh, it's, it's one of my holiday horror favorites now. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen this before? Oh, yeah. Okay, uh-huh. so you know it. Yeah. This is the first time watching yeah, like, it. Yeah, like I said. So for me, I didn't have a whole lot to add to it, only because it was my first time watching it. I'm kind of like, ooh, right. I kind of like that. This this Krampus Bell, I actually bought a reproduction of it from the company that made it for the movie. That's awesome. So, that is awesome. <laughs> we bring, so, like, we bring I, it I'm going to have to bring it in. I'll have to absolutely bring it in. <laughs> All right, so we're sitting at a three and a half. Highly, highly recommend you watch this movie. Um, so coming up next week, we are one week from today, we are going to wrap up 2019 with the top horror movies, our top five horror movies of 2019. Now, to keep this in mind, we're not just going to do 2019 because we're still fairly new at this whole podcasting game. So we decided to kind of expand it just because we haven't been able to watch every single 2019 horror movie, and there hasn't been ones that are like you're just going to put it there to put it there. So right. we're, we're going into late 2018 as well. Uh, we want to know what your favorite horror movie was of 2019. So uh, you can let us know on our Facebook page, on our Instagram, uh, anywhere that you listen to us. Don't forget to rate and review us. And I want to thank the 137 followers that we now have on Instagram. Awesome. Going very well. Everybody have a very Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you next Monday.